Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas the podcast. I'm Zoe and I'm Georgia and we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations, tips and tricks, products we love and brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. Now, this episode is a very special episode because it's sponsored by Starling Bank. It is. We've actually been banking with Starling for the past, is it like two years now? So we are huge fans and we are absolutely buzzing to be working with them. And this episode is, well, it's a special episode. We are joined by two very special guests today, proper fashionista and all-round legend, Isla, my stepdaughter, and <laughs> football mad, the cheekiest of them all, Axel. He's going to be joining us as well on the episode today. <laughs> Our favourite guests ever. Um, <laughs> we have to say that. Um, Starling are actually on a mission to make learning about money more fun with the help of their Starling Kite Card, which is a debit card for six to 16-year-olds that helps kids with saving and spending. And there's a flat fee of just £2 a month. Yeah, it's really important actually to talk about money with your children. And it's definitely something that I didn't grow up around. Mm. You know, I understood money because my parents, you know, had those conversations with me. But I don't think I was much older until I really started to understand the value of money. It's potentially not that easy to have those conversations or yeah. enjoyable. But the Starling Kids Takeover Challenge from Starling and ACAST Creative kind of puts kids in the driving seat, which is really interesting. And there's so much fun to be had when you do that as well. We've seen social media challenges like I let my kids dress me for a week. Oh my gosh. So never let my kids do no, that. No, absolutely not. <laughs> well, I let my kids do my makeup, those kinds of online challenges. But for this challenge, the kids are running the family budget. Oh, it's, I mean, it's exciting. And it's really funny and a lot comes up. There's also a few other podcast families involved too. So you can check them out. So I think it's really interesting, actually, if we have a conversation around our relationship with money growing up. Like, what was that like in your house? And what were the conversations that took place around the table? <laughs> do you know what? It's weird, isn't it? Because I was I sort of thinking back on this and thinking about if I ever had pocket money or any of that. And it sounds ridiculous, but I don't know if it's because I was an only child. Um, there wasn't really pocket money. It was more like, right, okay. you know, if I'd done something good or if I'd, you know, I don't know, something good had happened, then I would get a treat. But I, I honestly never remember ever being told like, um, right, you've got £10 to spend. I don't remember right. and it's not I don't think that's a good thing at all because when I think about my relationship with money growing up it took me a long time to get my head around the fact that you can't you can't just blow everything you've got this pretty much sums it up when I was younger we had like every year someone would get the progress prize at school I don't know if you remember this but like or the you had progress prize yeah like the progress prize it would be like a child who's made the most progress that year or whatever oh, right, okay. in each class and um and I remember one year I got it and it was a 25 pound book token it probably wasn't even that it's probably 10 pound book token and the following term, everyone who'd, who had had the progress prize had to stand up in assembly and say what they'd bought with their um, like prize voucher. And everyone was like, you know, people before me, oh, I bought this book by Jacqueline Wilson. Oh, I book, bought this. And I was like, I bought a bike. <laughs> <laughs> because That's quite good, though. Did you bought a bike? I, love I didn't. That because I, but of course I didn't. Because oh. I, I didn't. But because my parents hadn't told me. <laughs> like 
What what did you do with the, the money? Thing, well, I don't know. I just was given a voucher and I told my parents what I'd got and it was obviously just a book token, but they wanted to make more of a big deal out of it. So they were like, right, come on then, let's go and buy a bike with it. <laughs> So hold on a minute. So hold on. I we just so much to dissect here. No Your concept. Parents, no, wait. <laughs> Your parent, you got a book voucher. For, for the being pro- this progress being the prize thing. at school. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. Let's rephrase this. And your parents thought, as opposed to just giving you a book voucher <laughs> and taking you to Waterstones, they would buy you a bike. So yeah. That, yeah. I mean, what? And I remember standing up in assembly and saying, oh, I bought a bike. And everyone, like teachers looking like, what? Like, like other kids being like, well, I got a book and you bought a bike with your book token. Wowzies, yeah. And okay. then I sort of remember going home and then my mum and dad were kind of explaining it to me. They didn't know that we was going to have to stand up in assembly or, you know, anything. I don't think they'd even sort of remembered the whole book was that token. Them, was that fiasco. them trying to sort of, was that them trying to sort of give you more than you could ever possibly dream or imagine? Was that, I is that the only child spoiling thing? Yeah, of course, of course. If okay. you've got one child, yeah, I think that's, I think it's so easy to do and I get it's that. so easy to happen. I mean, even from from going from having Axel for nearly three years by himself to then having Gigi, oh my God, like now I've really noticed how much less I give him and how much, you know, we're going yes. to a shop and it was so easy, you know, if he went, oh, I would love that, I really want that toy. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, cool, okay. But then suddenly you've got two and you're like, oh no, like, no, we can't do that. So yeah, mm. definitely. I think my parents sort of could wanted to give me everything that they possibly could because I was the only child but equally they just didn't ever teach me about like the monetary value of anything yes so I had no concept that a 25 pound book token could not buy you a bike (laughs) yes that's so interesting I love that you've shared that with us actually because I feel like that's a massive lesson right there isn't it it that's a a stark lesson at Mm. at an early age um you know potentially it could have been explained to you maybe maybe earlier but I do think these conversations are quite generational and Mm. actually I think our children are quite lucky to be living in the world that they're living in now because things the conversations are had like, yeah, they are. You're you know, right. you even go to things like I don't know, menopause or you know, or puberty or whatever it might be. These conversations are potentially put off a little bit later, whereas now we're having them with our kids a lot younger. We're arming them with the information. I mean, I, I grew up in a household where no conversation was off limits. I mean, my poor dad, three women around the table, and you mm. know, we were talking about everything. Every single, every single color of the rainbow was discussed, <laughs> including money. Yeah. But, so, what was the conversation? You know, my mum and dad were both were both feminists. My mum was a, was a strong feminist. My dad, absolutely. And they always taught me that if I wanted anything in life, I I have to work for it and I'd have to buy it myself. I've had, I guess, an interesting relationship with money growing up because I I very much understood the value of it from an early age. I I was like sent out to work. But my my dad would say to me, if you want something, you need to go and work in Merriman's Garden Centre. So when I was like, you know, 13 years old or 12 years old, I had a Saturday job and a Sunday afternoon job. And I would would earn my own money. And I was just working in the cafe there, just bringing out scones to the oldies. And I I loved it, you know. Um, uh, What what it's what doing the line of work that I do you know I've never been one for investing so I feel 
like I could have been more aware of how to make more money. But because I'm a freelancer and I've always been a freelancer, every bit of money that I had, I squirrel away. Like I'm not a big spender. I don't like I've got the odd designer handbag here and there. But fundamentally, I've never had any debt, but I've never owned anything. So I was last year. Well, no, was it last year? Yeah, just before I'm turning 40 this year, I bought my bought my first house. Mm. I would I would still be renting if it wasn't for Dozer. Yeah. So I guess what it what it did was teach me that yeah, money's money comes and comes and goes. Um but I never wanted to I never wanted to spend big because I was very aware that I needed to look after myself. My mum also taught me that like you cannot go into a marriage this was just what she taught me, um, you know, without having money in the bank. Because if it all goes tits up, you need to be able to look after yeah. yourself. And I've always... Runaway fund. <laughs> you got your runaway fund. So, you know. <laughs> what do you think you teach your kids about money? Yeah, I think, I think for me, I'll, I'll teach them that they need to work hard for their cash, that they need to look after their money, that they need mm. to be sensible, that they need to they need to budget for things, that once it's gone, it's gone. I'm definitely not going to be the parent that's going to just be chucking endless endless amounts of money at them because it doesn't yeah. do them any good. I, I, if I ran out of my allowance, I had 30 quid a week when I was at college. That's all I had, you know. I, I remember like going to my to going to the cash point trying to get a fiver out and walking around Cambridge just going, is there any cash point that will give me a fiver? Because that's all I had left in there. And that was a yeah. really good lesson for me. And actually that came out with Isla when we were shopping. She was like, what if I go over the 50 pounds? I was like, but you can't. You can't because that's all there is. And also as well, I guess nowadays, we can see our balance on our phone. Whereas before mm. we'd have to go to the cash machine, look, like look it up or or not look when you when you withdrew the money and just hope for the best. But yeah. now it's so, like so much easier just to look and, tra- you know, transfer money you can you can put money across into savings so easily um I guess that's that's what's kind of what's come with like the whole digital banking totally that you can you've got access any time of day um but also as well you know we're saying we wouldn't you know, we're not going to just keep giving our kids endless pots of cash. But for me, like if I think about when Axel or Gigi go to university or they go away from me, it makes me feel quite safe in the fact that if they were in trouble, it would be so easy for me to to transfer the money. Mm. It's not like it used to be where it might have taken days, <laughs> days to come through. And you know, you can always get them out of any situation or trouble. I went traveling around the world. I went to Thailand and I only, I, I, I went with traveler's checks. I didn't even take a bank card. Yeah. Oh my I God. went traveling around yes. the world with traveler's oh checks. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm 190 years old. I also really hope that my kids invest their money well and buy, mm. you know, I'd love them to be able to be in a position where they, um, you know, are buying a property earlier than I did and be mm. on the property ladder so they've got the security. So, you know, they're definitely going to make mistakes and I'm sure we're going to get those phone calls, George, but actually that they've got the fundamentals <laughs> there and they, under- they understand it. Yeah, I mean, gosh, from Axel's like... <laughs> opinions on money at the moment he literally thinks that you can work out the cost of something based on how big it is like it's almost like you work out the cost in centimeters so oh, that's brilliant <laughs> the only way is up now, um, isn't uh, it, really <laughs> obviously Axel didn't take part in the challenge because um this is aimed um at six to 16 year olds and Axel's yeah. slightly under that threshold but how do you yeah. think he's going to be when he's old enough to have a kite card do you know what he loves maths and he loves numbers so 
I think he will really like it and I think he'll like seeing how much is in his account and you know how much goes off and using the card he'll feel very grown up in fact I sometimes you know if we're at the checkout now I let him tap my card on top of the machine while I'm standing next to him and he feels so grown up doing that so I know he'll be really excited about it but I do think like it's such a good age to start because they do have that understanding of like numbers and then they'll soon learn the value of things and how much things cost so it, I think it's the per- I really think it's a perfect time perfect to start age. and I wish that I'd had something like this I really I really do I really do I really I know. wish I had I know I used to just get my pocket money and go to the penny sweet shop <laughs> in the local store and see how many I could get for one pound yeah. that was about that was about the budgeting that I had to do when I was a kid <laughs> so Zoe you put Isla in charge of the holiday budget right that is very brave of you yeah well it was a really interesting um, process actually now Isla is she's eight she's very very emotionally mature she's traveled a lot and she always heads out to Barbados so we thought it could be really fun to give her 50 pounds and then I took her to the shops and she was in charge of choosing her holiday essentials so wow. we talked about things like suntan lotion she needed a new outfit you know there were flip-flops involved and then like the add-ons that she was like desperate to get it was a fascinating process to see her work it work it all out because obviously to this day you know if you go away on holiday with your kids you just go in there you buy them their bits and then you pack them and then they're like oh look the holiday fairies delivered them yeah they don't realize how like how much you have to buy how much it costs and also 50 pounds sounds like a lot doesn't it but actually when you break it down and you start to work out how how much each item costs you know you can't get everything there's going to be some compromise yeah and absolutely and that was the one thing that really stood out to me actually was her understanding as the challenge went on it was her understanding that certain shops cost more than other shops that actually Mm -hmm. at one point she said to me um you know well what about if I if I spend 50 pounds and 50p and I was like you you can't like in life if you've only got 50 pounds in your bank account you've only got 50 pounds in your bank account so she was super excited how did it feel sort of letting go and letting Isla make the decisions um well I know how much Isla likes to spend money so I was slightly (laughs) concerned um no do you know what my whole ethos in life is to keep the kids as young as possible for as long as possible you know Mm. I want them to be streetwise but I also want to make sure that they are kids for they're going to be adults for a long time and so I was a bit wary because I thought, oh, hold on, this is quite a big responsibility for her. And is she going to manage it? And is she going to be overwhelmed by it? But you know what? She's she's eight years old. She's very bright and she really took it in her stride. So for me, it was actually really lovely watching her really take the lead and show me kind of how grown up she is but still was kind of looking at me for you know reassurance and a bit of help with things and actually it's going to be a really lovely addition to the family this um and I'm going to get it for all the kids as soon as they're old enough I'm going to start I'm going to start teaching them about money much much earlier on okay Oliver you have got 50 pounds on your kite card which I want you to open up now firstly how are you feeling um so excited really nervous because I'm bad at math and yeah basically so you've got 50 pounds to spend Open... only 50 no I'm joking <laughs> and your mission Isla is mm-hmm. to buy yourself your holiday items <gasps> oh my god look it's so nice oh my god it's great. <laughs> I love it so much it's super, super now how do you think you're going to get on with this with this challenge 
Um, good because uh, I'm good at picking stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah. What do you think you're going to struggle with? I'm going to struggle with like picking outfits. Picking outfits, but what about knowing the amount of oh. that that things cost? How do you think uh, you'll get on with that? Not good. No. no. Like, for example, you've got £50 to spend. What do you want to get today? I want to get some, a hat, some sunglasses, some shoes. Um, like, I've, I've planned it all out. A jumpsuit, a top, shorts, um, yeah. Suntan lotion? Yeah, suntan lotion. Okay, um, how much do you think suntan lotion costs? £2. £2.50. Okay, that's not too bad. What about uh, a jumpsuit, for example? £11. One of the elements that I found really interesting, George, was how unsure Isla was um, about the cost of things. I mean, I wish that I could have got a jumpsuit for £11. Saying that, she, she actually did put quite a sensible price on suntan lotion. She thought that it cost around £2.50, which was actually quite good. Yeah, I, I had similar conversations with Axel. And I think at the moment, he just kind of plucks numbers out of the sky. So he'll be like, how much is a football kit? And he'll be like, hmm. I don't know, a hundred pounds. And then I'll say, how much do you think it costs to go on holiday? And he'll be like, 50p. You know, I don't, I don't understand when, when do you grasp that? Right. You know, like, when do you actually f grasp how much? It's not about the size of something. <laughs> it's like big and, you know, things can be big and cheap or small and expensive. Yeah. I think that's what he, he hasn't quite got the hang of yet. So how much pocket money, if, you, if I just started giving you some pocket money every week, yeah. how much do you think you would need? Uh, like a hundred pounds. A hundred pounds every week? A hundred P. Oh, a hundred P, a pound. You need a pound. A hundred P is a, a pound. Yeah, that's right. And how, what would you buy with your pocket money? Um, chocolate. Chocolate. <laughs> Anything else? No. No? No. What about if we was going on holiday? So, like... Sunglasses! You'd need some... And how much do you think sunglasses cost? 14. You think they cost 14 pounds? Yeah, that's quite less. Oh, yeah, maybe. Uh, we should have buy some sunglasses so we can see. Yeah, we should buy sunglasses. What else would you need to buy if you're going on holiday? Like like sun cream. Sun cream. How much do you think that costs? 32. 32 pounds? Yeah. Mm. And 32p. Oh, 32p. How much do you think all those football kits I buy you are? A uh, hundred. A hundred pounds. Never count, never count my shit. 16. 16 pounds, you think? So do you think it's how big it is? Yeah. Oh, Axe Man, so much to learn. So, <laughs> you and Isla head off to Guildford. So, yeah, we headed off to Guildford to start the holiday shop and we went straight into Zara. And oh my gosh, the shenanigans that went down in Zara, it was absolutely <laughs> brilliant. Okay, so she went straight in. She was totally bamboozled by what was on offer. She picked up a jumpsuit and sunglasses. She was convinced that that's what she wanted. And then she saw a pair of denim cut off shorts. And she was like, well, actually, I think I'm going to get the shorts and a top. But then yeah. they cost a lot more, um, you know, both of them together. So then she was like, oh, no, I'm gonna, I've, I've got to go back. She was really indecisive. She was like, I've got to head back to the jumpsuit. So then we picked up the jumpsuit, had the sunglasses again. Then it was brilliant because she, she was like, actually, I need shoes. I need shoes. 
went over to a pair of shoes, picked them up and went, oh my God, they're 25 pounds. And so she <laughs> slung them back in. Um, and then, yeah, there was, there was a lot of confusion around how much things cost and the price points and how much budget she had to get all of the things that she wanted. So very I mean, interesting. We all feel a bit like that sometimes, don't we? But didn't she end up choosing a more expensive outfit over getting like pens and a notepad for the plane? Yeah, so she actually said, I could just sleep on the flight, right? Which I found hilarious. <laughs> and what was brilliant was the fact that she was tempted to give up something to do on the plane for an outfit, which was so funny, but so Isla. So we've got a new plan. Yeah. We have now decided that we're not going to go and get... So we're not going to get go get any pen and paper, but if we've got leftover money from Primark, then we can um, go back there and see if there's anything, like, seriously cheap. So I need to make a confession, actually, that we massively miscalculated um, how much her bits from the first shop cost. And that was purely down to my terrible math. <laughs> that does sound like you, Zoe. So it's actually good that once Isla paid with her kite card, you got an instant notification letting you both know how much she had left, right? Yeah, that's right. In fact, um, the kite card came in really handy during the shopping trip, actually. And Isla really enjoyed physically using her own card to buy stuff. Um, and it's, you know, like it's, it's just, it made her feel really grown up, really in charge. And there were some fantastic tools on it as well. Like you can set a cap on spending. And, you know, for me, that would just help Isla have a better understanding on how much things cost in the future. And also, again, going back to this whole thing, which is how to budget for things. Yeah, that is a good idea. So with the rest of the budget, which was £18, you set off to get the rest of her holiday items. Yeah, exactly. And the next shop that we went into was Primark. And I did notice how as the challenge went on, Isla's understanding of budgeting developed. She seemed to spend loads more time kind of considering and thinking about her choices. I think she may or may not have spent about 30 minutes weighing up which flavoured lip balm to buy just in case her lips got dry on holiday. She is a girl after my own heart. I mean, she did have a point. But the really important question, what flavour did she go for? Fruit Mentos, of course. Lovely. And she was surprised by the difference in price between the first and the second shot, wasn't she? Yeah, she was buzzing. I think it made her realise that she could get more bang for her buck by shopping around. She's clocked the bikinis and how much are they looking? Four pounds. How much? Four pounds. Oh my gosh, that's cheap. <laughs> so we've now found a pair of sliders for on holiday at the beach and they're really nice and they're exactly my size and they're only four pounds so a couple of things here george actually what was really really fascinating was that as the shopping trip went on she kind of had a deeper level of understanding that certain things were priced cheaper does that make sense in fact at certain points she was like calling them bargains without even sort of realizing which was i mean she probably got into it um also her kind of rationale about around what things were necessities like she got fixated on the lip balm she was like i need lip balm i need lip balm and that was like a non-negotiable in her mind so what did that little spree come to did she actually have any holiday budget left over for that all-important suntan lotion yep she did she was working out the calculations whilst we were in the queue if the same thing left and we thought it would be then we come back here 
Oh, that's good then. You saved the most important item till last. Well. Oh gosh, what happened? Right. So we were on our way to Boots to grab the suntan lotion and then something caught Isla's eye. So I saw some donuts and everyone's got them in the mall and I was like, I don't have any donuts. But I also need to get some sun cream, but I don't get burnt. What are you going to do then? I don't know because I love donuts. (laughs) But I do get burned, do I? Well, we've we've got £2.50 left, so let's go and see how much the donuts are. Hello, how much is it for one donut? Oh, they're all individually priced. So that one's £2.45, that's 2.05. So about £2, basically. So if you got these, you couldn't get your suntan lotion. OK. What are you going to do? I think I'll get a donut. <laughs> You're joking. No. <laughs> no. You're going to choose a donut over suntan lotion? Yeah, because it'll get me in the... Holiday spirit. What are you going to do about the sunshine when you're there? Um, I can borrow my mum's. <laughs> she's, she's an evil genius. All right, donut it is. This is hysterical. <laughs> I love <laughs> that Isla chose a donut over sunscreen. <laughs> oh, my God, it was classic. It was classic. She basically had her head turned, as they say, um, and she just saw these glistening donuts in the corner of her eye and she was like, oh, sod it, sun cream. I'm going for the sugary good stuff. It was really funny. Um, did you expect Isla to do that? I did. Do you know what? I actually hope she did because you know what you're saying about keeping them young and that they're the little moments when you realise they are kids and they might seem really grown up, but actually... Of course, they're going to go for donuts over sunscreen. Axel would have done the same thing. Axel oh my god, done the same Axel! Thing. Axel probably wouldn't have even bought any clothes. <laughs> He'd probably just bought some chocolate and a football, and he wouldn't have had anything to wear on holiday. So yeah. you know, <laughs> I felt quite proud of her at that moment because, as you said, Did she'd you? been really grown up. She'd gone yes. through her things that she wanted. You know, she'd got her hen- her sensible hat on, and then at that point, she just thought, Do you know what, sod it, I'm a kid. I want a donut, and I love what she said. She was like, "It'll get me in the holiday spirit." <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I loved that, and you can be really sensible, can't you? Like. But it's 80-20. Yeah. Sensible for 80% of the time and 20% of the time, just do whatever you want. And I didn't want to push back on it because her little face was so, she was so over the moon. She was yeah. like hop, skipping and a jumping down the rest of the um, the shopping centre. And she was like, I've got my donut. She actually let me share it in the car. So I was quite pleased with that, to be oh, fair. Yeah. That is she's really a, sweet. She's, she's a good egg. Isla has completed the mission. She did such an incredible job. I'm so proud of her. But I just wanted to find out from Isla what her favorite part was and i guess what the hardest bit was okay so i'll start off with my favorite bit my favorite bit was like going into all the different shops and seeing like all the different things because i've not been in like a clothes shop for like three months and it felt so good to buy something i felt so grown up with my own kite card the hardest bit was probably um like working out the math and doing all the sums do you know what, what uh, the part that i found quite interesting is when you said is it okay if we go 50p over and what did i say you said no because like we don't have if you don't have the money yeah if you don't have the money then like you can't do it so <laughs> yeah very well done well i'm very proud of you isla and uh, my favorite moment was when we were on our way to buy the suntan lotion and you decided that you were going to spend your last two pounds on, on a Donuts. A sprinkly chocolatey. Because a girl needs a donut. You know Isla really well. Um, yeah. Do you, Did you think that she would do as well as she did? No. Do you know what? I think she learned the lessons of the fact that if you shop in Zara, you're going to pay more for a jumpsuit than if yeah. you shop in Primark. So yeah. quick. Like yeah. literally one shopping trip. 
and she and she's nailed that did you did you could you believe it because when I was sort of chatting to you along the way I, I couldn't believe how quickly you're in yeah. Zara and then 20 minutes later you're in Primark and she's like wow I can get everything I want in here also her maths is frighteningly good I just <laughs> want to say that now I mean you guys are probably listening just going oh Zoe can't add up I cannot add up <laughs> um firstly um but yeah I, I was I'm really proud of her because I think um like you said she developed a deep understanding quite quickly on the whole Starling app basically makes you feel that you know exactly what's going on that's one of the amazing benefits of it I mean every yeah. time we use our Starling yeah, card exactly. we get a notification say. like Georgia could you know pay for a coffee or I could pay for a round of drinks or whatever it is and it just pings up so you have more of an understanding quicker what is yeah, going you on with your, with your spending it's brilliant yeah no it is and also if anything goes out you know any direct debits we've got go out they ping up on our phone straight away so it's it is it's that, that remind you don't have to wait for a statement to come through um yeah you it, it's so much easier to manage nowadays for sure I just want to say another massive thank you to Starling for challenging me to let Isla take charge of the holiday shopping list and budget as part of the Starling Kids Takeover Challenge. It really was an amazing afternoon. And for inspiring me to ask Axel what he thinks us adults actually spend on things. Yeah, we've had so much fun and learned so much without it feeling too much like a lesson for Isla. She definitely came away with a much better understanding of how much things cost and how to make good money choices. I think it'll be interesting to see how Isla goes goes on to use her kite card do you think you and Dozer will give her a bit of pocket money to spend in sunny Barbados well if we do we'll be able to see what she's up to because the kite space is built into my own Starling app that actually frightens me slightly so I can see whether she makes kind of more surprising decisions like choosing donuts over protecting her from the sun give the challenge a go at home with the brilliant kite card and don't forget to share your results with us on social by using the hashtag Starling Kids Takeover you can find some extra guidance to complete in the challenge in the show notes where Starling have created a helpful worksheet. And if you're already a Starling customer like we are, you can set up a debit card for your child straight from the app. It's really easy. And to become a Starling customer, apply for an account in minutes today to start benefiting from smart money tools like Starling Kite for just £2 a month. Thank you so much for listening to this special episode with Starling and we really hope that our kids end up being better with their money than we are. Made by Mamas is an Insanity podcast production and today's episode was produced by the lovely Charlotte Mason. Insanity Group.